When you're scrolling through Instagram, do you have that box that pops up with suggestions for people you may know or friends to connect with? Do you ever click on any of those people? I do. I can't stop myself. Instantly, I'm like, oh, who is that? And I think you can shuffle as well. Shuffle, shuffle. (laughs) That's exactly how I met Heather. In fact, it was the name of Heather's page on Instagram that really hooked me in. More than just mum. I was like, oh, who's this lady? And as I started to scroll and have a look at her pictures and have a look at her reels and her lives that she was doing, I was like, this is interesting. Heather is a confidence coach and a business mentor. But she's actually so much more than that because she's a woman who has been there, done it, got the t-shirt. And now what she's doing is she's helping other women overcome the, should we say, hurdles that she did. Imagine being so brutally honest that you say out loud that you didn't think that you're a good mum and you didn't enjoy spending time with your kids. Now, for somebody like me, if you've listened to my other episodes, I've, I tried for children for years and years and years. I, you know, Roman is three and a half and I could never imagine saying those words, but that's not everyone else's reality. And I understand that. I get that. But Heather was actually as raw and honest enough to stand up and say, you know, I'm lost. I don't, why do I feel like this? And through her own journey in self-development and her own findings and her own discovery of herself and being become more self-aware, she's helping other women now find themselves, find happiness through her coaching and mentoring, building self-belief in women as well. And the title of her page and her Facebook page, More Than Just Mum, is so powerful because we do, we do. Once you're a mum, it's a, it's a strange world. But it's not just about being a mum, it's about being a woman as well. Because as women, we have all of these junctions that we get to and we sometimes we don't know which way to go, whether it's careers or marriages, relationships, breakups. They can leave us all stagnant at some point. So Heather is the person that's there to put out a holding hand and help you through it. I am so excited to have Heather on today as a guest speaker. She's somebody who I barely know, but I've connected with straight away. And it sounds cheesy, but she's definitely on my brain train. And I know for a fact that we're going to stay friends for a long time. There's a great connection there. I know you're going to love this episode. And it's going to be one of those when you're sitting in the car and you think, oh, do you know what? I think I'm going to listen to that one again. Mel. Yummy mummy. Geriatric mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week... I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind. Like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today. And I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. 
Hello and welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I'm Sally Wallace, your host, and today is one of my favourite days. It's guest speaker day. It's a bit like Taco Tuesday for me in the podcasting world because it literally is my favourite day. I love nothing more than hearing success stories from people who are doing it themselves, helping other people. Um, And I actually love it even more when I've come across these people completely accidentally um, and then secretly stalked them, which sounds a bit dangerous, doesn't it? But I'm not like that, I can promise you. Anyway, I'm so excited today to welcome Heather to the podcast. Welcome, Heather. Hello, you all right? Yes, I'm really well, thank you. When I did say that I stalked you, I don't want you to think (laughs) I'm some sort of lunatic, but you know, but but, uh, truthfully, you and I have never met, have we? We haven't, no, absolutely not. So we've never met before. In fact, this is the first time we've actually seen each other face to face because we're actually yeah. on Zoom at the moment doing this. And yesterday was the first time we ever spoke on the telephone. It was, yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah. I just I love social media for that. <laughs> Obviously, if this was dating, we'd literally be going out for dinner and probably bonking at the end of the yeah. evening by now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the bonk, Heather. <laughs> no, but I actually, you randomly popped up on my Instagram and I don't know how but I think it was I was going through my Instagram page and you know when it says people you might know or yeah. and then I was like oh who, who is she who is she like this now Heather's Instagram page is more than just a mum and it was the words that I just at the time I was thinking fuck that's a really good name that's a really good name for a page. I click on her. Who is she? Who is she? So I was like, right, what is this lady doing? Started scrolling as you do, looked at your post, and I thought, holy shit, she's doing really well. That is amazing. Watched what you were doing, looked at all, I was like, and she knows people that I know. Great. So I started following you, and I think you'd posted, I think it was a few reels that you'd done or some posts that you'd done. And I just thought, Do you know what? This lady has got a story, and I really want to hear about it. That's exactly what I thought. So I was like, right, I, I need to, I need to know more about it. So I actually, I did my cheesy reach out, reach out, reached out to you. And it was like, will you please come on my podcast? And I'm so grateful that you said yes. Thank you. No, thank you for asking. This is actually the first ever podcast that I've been a part of. And yeah, it's very exciting. Well, because you're going to do your own podcast as well, aren't you? And you can tell us I a little bit more about that too. So Heather, introduce yourself, first of all. And honestly, I genuinely want you to take it back to the start and how you started on this journey, because you are a coach and a mindset mentor, but mm-hmm. you're so much more than that as well. So I really want you to sort of introduce yourself. Um, you've got kids and just tell us a little bit more about yourself first. Fab. Okay. So yes, I am Heather. I am 36, even though I don't look it. Um, not that any of you can see that, but go check out fabulous my skin. Fabulous skin. You can um, change fabulous skin. <laughs> um, and for most of my life, actually, I have, you know, never fit in. I've never fit in at school, never really fit in at a swimming club. And I swam at a high level, never really fit in at university and spent so many years of my life feeling just really fucking alone um but just thinking that I was just a little bit weird a little bit strange and um you know I I did the whole school thing I did the whole uh, college and university because that's what we do isn't it you know you go to school you go to college go to university so you get a good job for life and um my first sort of real job was swimming swimming teaching and I absolutely loved that and then I went into sports development And it was whilst I was sat at my desk at the age of 25, just like traveling to work every day. It was a 45 minute commute doing a 38 hour week. I was like, there has got to be more to bloody life than this. 
I don't want to be doing this until I'm 55. I'm 25 now. I'm absolutely flipping knackered. I want children. So I need to find something that's going to work around me, that's going to work around my my family. I want a tall, dark husband. Um, and, uh, and, and that was this daydream. And then two weeks later, on an Easter sports camp in April 2011, this parent came up to me and offered me an opportunity in the network marketing industry. I'd never heard and- of it before. No, I, I, I've, I've actually spoken about network marketing. So I have done network marketing before. Um, yeah. it's, and I'll be honest with you, it's it's great for self-development, incredible mm-hmm. for self-development. It's yeah. just not something for me. It wasn't something for me. Oh. It was something that I did dabble in a couple of times, but I understand how an awful lot of people can make a lot of money from it. I get that as yeah. well. So yeah. it's an, yeah. you're right, it's an opportunity. You either take it, you run with it, or you know you, you don't. So Absolutely. in this case, you did. You, you, you yeah, decided to take this opportunity. Yeah, and um, it what it gave me hope that there was something more out there than than what I was doing because I was also being micromanaged at the time. I had a really good boss before, and then I got micromanaged, and ju- she just made my life hell. And it got to the point where I was so passionate about my network marketing business, which was am I allowed to say the name? You can you can't if you want yeah. to. It's up to you. Yeah. It was basically um, a product that could help a lot of people. So every time someone had an ailment, I was like, oh my God, I can help you with that. I can help. So anyway, I got called into the office after a certain amount of time and said, you either choose between your business or your career. And I went, you can take your career. I'm going to run with this business. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a quite a life-changing decision that I made that day. But I just knew that I didn't want to be um, managed forever in a job okay so I made that decision I lived off some inheritance money that year and I had the most fun I have ever had in my life in that year um and I also met my husband my now husband um and that business didn't quite work as I wanted it to so we started another network marketing business um and one month sorry when I was in my previous network marketing I got paid 60 quid and I'd worked my backside off and I couldn't pay my rent and I hit my rent was 300 quid and I hit rock bottom and I was like my husband my boyfriend for three months had to pay the rent never ever wanted to be there again so I went and got myself three jobs working seven days a week plus my other network marketing business and that that you know it took off I set myself massive goals that's what I help my, my clients do that's what I help women to do thousands of women to set goals that inspire them they actually want to set and by the age of 30 I was retired from the rat race a massive, massive goal. Um, then I had my first child. And, you know, when you have children, it's all sunshine and rainbows, isn't it? You know, everything's like, they just slide in. No, absolutely not. And looking back, I'm sure that I had PND. But, you know, as a, a plodder on her, as a, you know, crack on and get on with it kind of person, which is the, you know, how I was kind of brought up, you know, just get pull, your, pull yourself together and crack on with it. Um, I forgot where I was. Child, you think you just one, had a baby? Yeah, you yes. just had a baby. With you, was you, was your boyfriend your husband at this point as well? And you thirty? No, no, he still won't marry me. Um, cheeky. <laughs> took me two children to get into marrying me. Um, but then I just cracked on with my business and and you know did lots of things. And then my next goal was to have two children. And that didn't happen quite as fast as I wanted it to because I had a few issues. Um, but then my my second child came along and I say, you know, in the story that I, my chapter that I've just written, that that's when it all went tits up. 
and it wasn't my child that made it go tits up. I realized then that I had lost myself. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten who Heather was. I forgot what I loved doing. I started putting my family, my everybody else before me. Um, sometimes I get really emotional when I talk about this, and other times it don't bother me. And I've already been crying this morning. Going back you know through what? Some if other, you need a tissue, listen, you're goals. in a safe place right now. This is literally Fine, the most safe as you could be. So if you need to cry, I'll cry with you. That's when, <laughs> that's when I went to see that psychic. And she said to me, Sally, you're going to, you go, she goes, you're not going to go into radio again, but you're going to post things on the internet and you're going to cry with people. And I went, oh, fucking brilliant. I love a good cry. Thank you. Do you know what it is, Heather? You're talking about something that really means something to you and it's really important. And it's, it, you know, nothing is more important than your children. Children. And, and I know that now as a mum, it's like, what the fuck else was I worried about before this little dude came along? Mm-hmm. You know, and not only did yeah. I battle to get him into the world and he's here, you just it doesn't ever stop, does it? You know, you're always thinking about those little people in your life. And then when yeah. you do think about your kids, it is emotional. I could cry just thinking about Roman. I get that. Yeah. I think every yeah. mother that is listening to this podcast right now completely understands that and sympathizes yeah. with you. Yeah. So yeah, so and- say so it was when you had the second child, that's when you just thought, where the fuck have I gone? Yeah, yeah. And I just lost my identity. I didn't really know wasn't even anything for me and so I decided to after two weeks ask my husband if he would finally get if we could finally get married which we did a year later and I thought you know what that'll give me a focus that'll help me to get myself back on track you know lose the baby weight all of that shit that we're you know pumped with um and it didn't help me at all um and on my wedding day and I don't really think I've shared this I shared it with my husband a few weeks ago but I stood there in front of that mirror and I just felt I did, just didn't feel great at all. And I was so, ta- I thought, I just want to cancel. How could I cancel that? Like, because it wasn't my husband. It was how I felt about me. And I've actually never, ever actually shared this, thinking about it. And I thought, where's Heather gone? Oh, Where man. have I gone? Um, And you know, when you talk through stuff with someone, you, you start to look back and realise and see how everything fits into place. So that was the wedding day. Um, and then this, I can't continue to you know, survive in day to day, just getting up, being woken up in the middle of the night and really struggling being a mum of two and trying to do everything else and try, trying to do everything and be superwoman. And it got to the point where one night, my I just put my youngest back to sleep and I stood at the top of the stairs And I just thought, I've had enough. What if I just fell? And I visualised myself falling down all 13 steps. 13 is a lucky number for me. So I was thinking, you know what, as long as I do it, I don't don't want anything major to happen. I just want to go to hospital and have a fucking rest, have a hot cup of tea and just have a full night's sleep. Now, my husband has always been really supportive and we, we take it in turns to get up. So that's all well and good. But as a mother, when you are well, not even if you even if you're not a mum, when you are exhausted, do you know what? I'm not. Oh, I'm just tired. You know, we had family to help, and when they came around to help with the kids, I didn't dare go to sleep because I felt like I was. I had to use that time to work and to to do something to build my business, not go to flipping sleep because I was just tired. You know, in, in inverted commas, because. But actually, sleep deprivation. God, it's, it's real. So, I've, I've so done an episode it's about it. Fucking it's fucking hard. real. 
It's yeah. real. Sleep. I, I have caught myself when Roman was smaller sleeping in car parks, mm-hmm. so, which sounds hilarious, but it's the truth. So mm. as soon as he fell asleep in the back seat, I would just recline the seat and be like, <laughs> literally be asleep. And I've had people knocking on the window before. Like, You're right, love. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> And there's yes, I'm fine. I'm just it's the only and I think I don't give a shit if I'm gonna sleep in the car park with my mouth wide open and dribble on myself. It's my car. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But yeah. you're totally right. Sleep depth. I mean, I've just said to you earlier, I've you know, my son's three and a half, but he's had a cold, he's constipated, mm. he's had a fucking shit week. So what do I do? I sleep on his floor with him. Do I mind? No, I don't. Do I feel like shit? Oh my god, I feel horrendous. My back feels like about a hundred people have walked across it. But yeah. it's something we do these little sacrifices, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you're totally right. How are we going to make ourselves feel better after doing that little bit of sacrifice? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I, I'd sleep on his floor till he was 15 if he let me, bless him. Um, yeah. I probably wouldn't look that sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you. You. I, I think nearly everybody who's listening to this gets that when you are completely knackered. Like I used to have a job where I was tired constantly mm-hmm. and I would cry myself home in the car nearly every night and I would just be like I'm so fucking tired Mm -hmm. and that is I mean that to me is I don't when I look at that person now thinking fucking hell Sally was that you yeah like crying on the way home in the car like a like you know like I couldn't get into a size eight in top shop you know like Sally (laughs) it's a bit tight love (laughs) yeah but the thing is is like this stuff is is so real and people don't speak about it and because because it's not out there and because you know when you have a baby you should be all you know happy and fucking you know I I wanted a refund after when my firstborn was two weeks old I said to my husband as a obviously as a joke um you know have we got a receipt can we have a refund Mm. because and because I just had this incredible responsibility that I had to then look after this baby who I loved so much but I also remember, I'm going back a little bit now, Mother's Day was about six weeks after he was born and my husband got me a beautiful frame. It's on the wall up there. It says, mum, best friend, amazing, love. I thought, well, this is a load of bollocks. How does he know that? He's six weeks old. How the fuck does he know that I'm all them things? And he, my, my husband had done a lovely card and I just felt like such a bloody fraud. Oh, such a fraud. Um, and You know, Heather, if you don't mind me saying, there'll be some women who'll go, oh, well, she should have been grateful for that. She should have been grateful for that. And don't get me wrong, it was probably playing, mm. playing on your mind as well. Well, I should be grateful for this. I should be grateful for this. And it's almost like you then go into, it's like self-sabotaging. It's just like vicious fucking circle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Of what will other people think? Well, mm. I should be grateful because they're telling me I should be grateful. Should I? Should I be grateful? What the mm. fuck? And that's how you lose yourself, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. That that self-talk. Um, so coming back to... Um, basically two and a half years of literally surviving each day and we had lockdown we moved house there was a lot of stuff going on and 27th of July I decided that I needed to change and I needed to do something about it and I reached out randomly the law of attraction the universe whatever you want to call it um provided me with this opportunity there was a business coach offering a free 30 minute call and I jumped on that call wanting to restart my, my network marketing business and actually, she said, well, what do you love doing? I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't like, I'm a mum. You know, I spent all summer being jealous of my husband who was working in the office for eight hours a day. And I was outside with the kids who were fucking screaming and fighting in the garden, pissing me off. Um, 
and I'd much <laughs> rather have been at work for eight hours a day. What do I love doing? I don't fucking know. Escaping from the kids, really. <laughs> anyway, on a, on a serious note, I said, well, I love empowering, inspiring and giving women hope. And not just women, to be fair, at the time, it was, you know, giving people hope that if they want things to change in their life, if they're not happy, then they can absolutely do that. And uh, and then I went on this, I was like, oh, why don't we become a coach? And I was like, what? Who's going to listen to me? And all again, the self-doubt kicked in. But I did a bit of work on me. And then the September, I came up with this more than just mum. It's like, fuck, that's a really good name, Heather. <laughs> like, I don't come up with them very often. I do more so now. I was like, I've got to run with this. And that was it. My, my coaching business was born. You know, I started help. I reached out to a few people that I already knew, offered them a free coaching session because because I'd been there and I, it was still very, very raw and it's still quite raw now that I felt so alone. I, my, whilst my husband is incredible and he's really, really supportive, if I, if I explained to him how I was feeling, he just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. My friends and family would have completely gone, had their own judgment and had their own opinions. And and that's not, no disrespect to them at all. We've all got our own opinions of other people and their journeys. And if we've been around them a while, well, oh, well, no wonder she's feeling like that. Look at all that fucking stuff she used to do. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) So people have their own judgment and I just needed someone to hear me, to listen without judgment, without question for me to just have a safe space to get all this shit off my shoulders and to go, oh, how are you feeling? Oh, my right, thanks. No, how are you really feeling? And that is what I do now for, for so many women because we all go, how, how are you, Sally? Yeah, fine, thanks. Uh, how are you really? It's the oh, truth. Shit. And that is when yeah. the floodgates open because... You know, whether you're, on, whether you're a school mum, I've got a four and a seven-year-old now, on the school run, on the way to school or in the playground, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks to you. Yeah, fine, thanks. And it's an automatic response. But when someone says, how are you really? No matter whether you're a coach, no matter whether you are, I don't know, famous, whatever, it doesn't matter. We are all human. We all have self-doubt. We all have imposter syndrome. We all have, you know, this self-talk and we all have, things that we worry about but we don't get to open up about them enough I don't think I'm not on about whining and whinging and complaining that's exactly it so that's what people are afraid of that that's what women women are afraid of actually saying what they're really feeling because they don't want to be accused of whinging mm. oh she's whinging again oh she's so dramatic do you know what, I mean? what the fuck no nobody's creating a drama it's you've asked me how I feel but because yes. people don't like the response or it doesn't sit within their agenda or within their script oh she's so dramatic mm. I said fuck dramatic that's how some that's what some like the shit that somebody's going through at the moment but no I completely get that and I know I did I I I studied women at university which I've actually never said on a podcast before so we're all we're doing first chairs everywhere at the moment aren't we (laughs) (laughs) I just uh, yeah I did I love the fact fact that uh, right Heather is about to drink out of a massive lager glass right (laughs) <laughs> it's water it's a huge <laughs> not viking, like viking pint glass <laughs> she's got 
<laughs> I was just watching you go, I was brilliant. So yeah, basically, I I find it fascinating about women through generations. Like you just said then, you know, we were supposed we, we were meant to go to university and go and get a job. And then that's what's expected of us because that's what our mothers couldn't do. So my mother couldn't go to university and God bless Sandra, you know, my mum, I'll absolutely adore my mother, but there's certain things that my mother couldn't do, but she desperately wanted me to do. But did I really want to do that? Well, I didn't fucking know because I was doing everything to make my mum happy. And that's what I was told that I had to do. So I totally get where you're coming from. And so many people will relate to that. I mentioned this on an episode a couple of weeks ago. I genuinely didn't know what my favorite color was because I was such a people pleaser. I would actually say, oh, yeah, well, um, Sally, what's your favorite color? Um, blue. But I didn't, not really. I don't know why I said it. But then actually when I sat when I sat with it for a bit, I was like, why the fuck do I like blue? And this is interesting. And it's because everything that was red, my sister had to have. So if it was like a strawberry yogurt, Zoe would have to have it and then I'd have to have the other one. And then if we had matching like matching coats, my sister didn't want the same color as me. So she always had to have the red one and I had to have the blue one. <laughs> It's the only reason why I don't really like blue. It's not my favorite color at all. <laughs> it's red. <laughs> but it's amazing how, and it's you're so right with this one. When you say to people, in fact, it's really old fashioned. I don't know if you've ever heard of this one where people go, How are you within yourself? Oh, yes, I've like, heard of that one. Whoa. <laughs> that's when some of the old girls and the generations above us were starting to tap into this shit. That's old school language. How are you though within yourself? And it's almost like, woo, don't go there. And like you said it, how are you really? Like people, it's almost like, oh, how many, I can imagine so many people that you speak to like that, Heather, they don't know how to respond. They don't. And and be, because we've got, we feel, well, I certainly felt like I had to put this bravado on this, you know, this front that, you know, I was, a, I'm a leader in my network marketing company. I'm, you know, a successful businesswoman and, um, the hands are coming out now and um you know and I'm a mum and I'm a you know I'm a fucking legend I'm a superwoman and I can do it all and actually yeah right on the outside that all looked great but I was speaking to someone about this um earlier today you know on the, on the inside I was fucking screaming for help I was a I was like a swan you know gliding along on the top looking all lovely and then on the on the inside I was paddling for fucking dear life just to survive to get to the end of the day oh yes I've done that today <laughs> oh fuck I've got to do it all again tomorrow and it, it you know there's so many women out there that feel like that and they feel like they've got to restrict what they share because they don't want to feel like a failure and actually you know we don't want to ask for help because that's that's what weak people do well actually no do you know what you have got you asking for help takes fucking courage it takes because first of all you've got to recognize that you're not where you want to be and then the next step of that is actually taking action and doing something about it and then you go on this journey and you start to change your mindset you start to change the way that you look at things and when you go on that journey I mean I worked with a client last year who was you know born negative the words came out of her mouth and she worked with me on a 12-week one-to-one program and after about three weeks, she told me this afterwards, she was like, oh, it's not fucking working. It's not working. And um, <laughs> we did an interview the other week, actually, and it was really interesting because then two weeks later, she went, oh, my God, 
so many people around me are so negative and like I'm like no they've always been there like you're just noticing it more now because you're looking at things from a different perspective and that's when things start to change and you know if you're not happy with where you are the only person that you can change is yourself you cannot change your husband your wife your kids your pot whatever your family you can't change them you it all starts with you and you are responsible for that and that's really hard sometimes you know it's it's a hard-hitting truth if you want things to change you have to fucking start with you 100 percent. you know and not a um, lot of people want to take that responsibility on they don't want to no. because uh, every and i've you know i i mean i'm not a coach i don't you know but i just i've always worked on my self-development for like 15 20 years now and i i've had to cultivate friends i've had to mm. because and it's not because oh sally's a mean bitch it's actually no do you know what i'm really sensible actually because you outgrow people naturally it happens and that's fine you don't need to cling on to relationships and no. when you said earlier that you never really fitted in here you didn't fit in there mm. There's so many people that can relate to that because I felt the same. Like I don't have friends from, I mean, I have friends on Facebook um, that are from years and years ago, which is lovely. And it's wonderful to see them pop up actually on Facebook, yeah. some of my friends. And it's great that a lot of them have listened to my podcast as well, but I don't have any friends from university. I went to university for three years. I, I don't, I don't speak to anybody from university, but even when I was at university, I felt so awkward because it's almost like you're all thrust together in your late teens or whenever you go and you just expected to get on. And it's just like, no, I, I, I'm, you know, on reflection now, I tried to change myself to fit in, but it was just never going to work. It was like getting a square peg in a round hole, as they say. And yeah. now as I'm a bit, <clears throat> should we say more mature, not older, <laughs> um, I'm actually can smile back and just think, God, Sally, why did you try so hard to be liked? Why? You know, you just, if this is, you know, when they say, if you can go back and give your younger self advice, I'm just going to say, stop being such a try hard. doesn't matter if people don't like you, just go for it, you know, get your balls, yeah. and go for it, girlfriend. Because I tried for so long to try and fit in. Mm. And then it is, you've probably done this as well. It's when you find your tribe, that's when everything makes sense. It's almost like you've got the right socket and it's like, yeah. yes, flip the switch, let's go. Yeah, and it's absolutely. it's so interesting though so tell me about the people that you work with then so and can I just I want to stress this as well if you don't work with network marketing people you work with individuals separately so it's your network marketing business that basically established you into the working on your self-development but what you're doing now is literally helping everybody um on a one-to-one -one basis so tell us a little bit more about the work that you do now yeah so um just going back quickly to the tribe thing so I've got some best mates that I've had since like year seven, whatever it is. But actually I had to create this business to find friends who, you know, are, are also now clients as well, but to find my tribe and to find people that just get me and that accept me for who I am. And I'm finding more and more in the online space that people are just coming. And it, it's amazing because I'm just me and I am enough and you are already enough. We've just got to find that passion. Um, so what was the question? Who do I work with or how yeah, do so I work with people? How do clients find you? <laughs> yeah. How do you help people? How do because yeah. you said you know you've did a 12-week course with one lady? So who do you work with? Yeah. Do you work with anybody? Can people just connect with you and uh and you know and, and ask for help? And is it people who literally have just lost themselves a bit? Yeah, so it's, um, I really keep getting told that I need to niche down, but actually, do you know what? I help I help women 
to to find themselves again, whether they are a mum or not. I know the name is more than, but it's more than just mum. You know, I'm not just a mum. I'm a woman in my own right. And and so I help people to who are feeling lost, who are feeling stuck, to find their find themselves again, to give them that belief that if they want to start their own business, you know, I've worked with clients to start their own business. They've launched within six weeks and sold out, but she didn't have the belief. So I work with clients on a, on a one-to-one basis on, on um, a 12 week program. Um, I, I've got a membership, which is all about mindset and, and setting goals and goals is one of the things that I'm like massively passionate about and building confidence and actually, when I look back, everything that I've done with my clients, whether it's in my um, my free Facebook group, my membership, I've got a mastermind, I've got in-person day, which is coming up two weeks tomorrow, which is oh, which amazing. our second one. I've done retreats. We've been to Centre Parks this year, eight of us, and that was just a weekend of chill, relax, you know, because what I want to provide people and what I want to give them is that opportunity to realise and find themselves again remember who they are and go on this self-development journey and it all starts with building your confidence and building that self-belief and knowing your worth as in well actually hang on if I can't find myself an hour a day to do something for me then I need to find some I need to find that time and it is about taking small steps so there's a number of different ways you can find me on I'm on, on all social media. Yeah, she's uh, on Instagram. Well, she's on Instagram. That's how I found her. Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, and I am on TikTok, but I have got no idea what I'm doing on there. But it don't matter. I just play with it, and if people come, they come. Um, <laughs> that was a mash really, up at life. You actually are more than just mum on Instagram, aren't you? You're more than yeah. just mum on Instagram. And then what? What are you on Facebook as well? Oh gosh. Um, if you go onto my Instagram bio, the 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 group, the, the, that's there. the best way to find it. And um, what I can do is I can leave yeah. these contacts for Heather as well in the notes, in the show notes. If you're whatever platform you're listening on, scroll down to the show notes, and I will literally leave Heather's link to Facebook there. Um, how you can connect with her, and definitely her Instagram page as well. So you say it's not just women you're working with; you're working with men as well. And you you, you, know, you tell us a bit about the book as well that you did. So you actually were part of a book, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I haven't worked one to one with um with any any men as yet because I've been focusing on sort of helping the women. Um so so yeah, so that is my main my main focus at the moment. But then with the book, so I was really privileged to be part of scene two, and it's a collaboration book. We've written it all for charity, where for 15, 15 women have have come together and shared their story and their journey of you know from struggle to triumph and 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 it's honestly there's some incredibly powerful stories in there and that, and that was a collaboration that was brought together by um Kat Massey who a few years ago you know shared her story and helps women to get visible and 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 you know it's very much part of my my mission is to share our stories and to let people know that they're not out there alone struggling that as that do you know what this is um it's really interesting you say that it's very powerful as well because I I started this podcast with the intention of telling more people about infertility and how I struggled to have children and how you know being I was a geriatric mum I was labeled geriatric at 36 when I first started trying I was 40 by the time I'd had Roman I'm 44 now and still trying for a second one so it's 
it's a label that I've embraced. I've, mm-hmm. I've taken that label and I'm embracing it. But actually on the journey of my podcast, as it's developed and developed and developed, I love having people like yourself on as guest speakers because you are more than just mum but you are also one of us do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean it's and this is what I and I genuinely believe this because I'm somebody myself I'm an individual myself I like to connect with people who don't feel untouchable who feel uh, they are approachable and I you know the words that you've used today will help so many people not feel alone Mm -hmm. because we've all had that moment where we just you know, what we do think, fucking hell, you know, I've, I mean, I had a flashback the other day to myself running up a hill in a pair of five inch stilettos with a Marlboro light hanging out of my mouth and a bag of chips in the other. And that was pretty classy, right? So <laughs> I was probably pissed on diamond white or something like that at the time. <laughs> but I don't look back and cringe at that, Sally. I look back and think, fucking hell, Sally, that was mint. You had a good time. You legend. You? Let's do it again. Yeah, I had a really good time. I had a really, really good time doing that. I had a really good time. And that's where I think, it's okay to have these memories yeah and, it, and it's great to have these moments but and it's some people you know and I'm not going to be the sort of person that ever goes oh no I didn't do that I won't be doing that uh, no I did yeah I did all of yeah. it what are you on about so it's and yeah. um, but also there's parts of that Sally that I still want to keep hold of but there's a little bit that I need to let go of as well especially the diamond white I mean you the fuck drinks <laughs> that nowadays Jesus Christ but it's almost like this, you know, there's little bits of it that you can take with you through your life. And there's bits that just have to go. Um, And that's where I think I, you know, I totally relate to that bit where you feel like brain fog and Mm. you just feel a bit lost in a pea soup world. And you're like, whoa, hang on a fucking minute. And um, my mate said it to me once she came around with sat on the sofa and she's just, she's dead scouts. And she's like, Sally, get your fucking balls back. And I thought, oh my God, that's the best thing that Bex could have ever said to me because I was, in a job that where I was being spoken to like a piece of shit mm. and that's not me I don't but you know I'm not the sort of person wrong I'm not confrontational unless it's necessary but also why would I let somebody talk to me like shit mm. so yeah it's it's strange isn't it and it, it takes a while but I suppose you're there to help pull people out of the weeds which is a lovely thought really isn't it <laughs> Sounds awful yeah. to say it like that, doesn't it? Well, do you know, I, I came up with something the other week and I actually, I, what I do is I help people to blossom. That's and I was good. like... That's oh. much better than being pulled out of the fucking weeds. That's what I'm about. <laughs> um, Imagine that if you use that, Heather. So I'm here to help pull you out of the weeds. I tell you what, it's a fucking tagline. I might try it. I might put it on my, you know, that could be my new Instagram bio. But I just something that's just popped up and I, and I want to share it because I think it's incredibly important is that until June this year, I really struggled being a mum. I was impatient. I just didn't understand why my children wouldn't do as they were asked. I mean, they were four and seven. Um, and I truly struggled. And you ask any of my tribe that have followed me for a little while that, you know, I was like, oh, you know, um, um, oh, what did I, imaginative play. Um, it's not the only fucking thing you have to do as a parent. And there was quite a lot of, I look back over my, um, some of the posts that I was, I was going to post and, and I'm like, oh my goodness me, that's so not me now. And because I'm also going on, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not the finished product at all by any means. And I never will be, but my self-development, my mindset changes towards my children and towards my parenting because I've grown and I've blossomed as well have changed my fucking relationship as a mum and I absolutely love being a mum now and I cried when they went back to school after the six weeks holidays I used to cry before the six weeks holidays and the whole time throughout the six weeks holidays because I thought I always felt like I was a shit mum 
Oh, Heather, that's so, really honest of you. That is fucking honest of you. And not many people would share that. They mm-hmm. really wouldn't. Because somebody like me who's des- been desperate for children for years and years and years, I'd be like, why didn't she like being a mum? But I don't fucking know what goes on in your head. I'm never going to judge. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. there are people who do judge. And for you to share that and be so honest, yeah. is I really commend you for that. Thank I really you. do, because well, that's a hardcore share. It's, it, but it is, it's just, you know, it, I think, when you become a mum, it's different for everybody. And, and, you know, I know that some people will resonate with me and and I know that there's people I've spoken to that have gone, oh my God, I find being a mum so hard and like, I just want to escape the kids. And, you know, I still sometimes want to escape the kids because I've done Human Projector last week and, you know, I'm a, um, a splenic projector and my, my children and my husband are all pre-generators and they need stuff, need stuff. And I'm like, oh. so <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm learning more about that, but as I understand myself more, I can be more for my children, my husband, my my family, my friends, and and for my my clients as well, and my, for my my tribe. But it all starts with me, and the more I understand, the more I learn about me and work on myself, the better I can show up for everyone else. And I think that's another important message. But you've not you, you can't always be ready to take that step. Sometimes you've just got to jump, and and it's scary. It's really scary, but. It, it'll be when you work on yourself it will be one of the best things you ever do for yourself and for other people around you and that's that's true timing is always crucial like there's books that I've read recently that if I picked them up five years ago I would never have read them I'd have been like mm-hmm. what the shit that's weird and then even 10 years ago that Sally would never have even approached any of that but now I've got my crystals outside, you know what I mean? On a full moon recharging them whilst I'm wafted in the house of Palo Santo and White Sage and I'm really happy and I actually don't care. And and I think it's all timing. It's, it yeah. is, it's 100% timing and you're so, it's about being ready. And do you know what, working on yourself and I think it's one of the bravest things to do because mm-hmm. there's so many people who live blissfully ignorant for years and years. And do you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. That's their journey. But when you actually are prepared to, and they always say the mirror is the best tool for self-development, mm-hmm. which it truly is when you're then prepared to look in the mirror and actually really look at yourself it's it's like it's it takes a whole like it, it just takes life to another level it really yeah. does yeah. so yeah so you're really walking people to the mirror aren't you which is a wonderful thing yeah. to do you yeah really are. so people can get hold of you from instagram yes. um, have you got anything coming up in the near future that we can share that you're working on at the moment so you've got your um, book and can, is there a link on your instagram page to the book as well that you're part of Yes, there is that. Yeah, that's also available on Amazon. Um, so one of my things that I do is, is I'm a goal setting coach and I, I do a lot of work with goals. I've got my new 2023 planner, which is my first one. It's a 10 year goal. And I'm so excited. I absolutely love it to bits. And it's one of the I'm just so, so proud of it. It's beautiful. Ooh, um, I like the color of that as well. It, that's honestly, really nice. So there's loads of stuff in there. So that's available um, through Amazon. And it's only 1717. so you know it's a bargain um and also in January I do every year I do a more than just mom challenge which is a free challenge to help people to find themselves to realize that putting yourself you're not putting yourself first you're putting yourself on the same level that you put everyone else so that will be coming up in January and then my group program will be launching um limited to limitless in January as well which is a 12-week self-development program 
amazing God, no, you've got lots going on it's there is, there's always lots and then my podcast and there's a re- there's loads and loads of stuff another in-person day is coming up next year in may and yeah this is just me I'm just like constant I'm like how do I do it all but I just figure it out along the way yeah. <laughs> well they say when you love what you do it all just falls into place very quickly yeah. doesn't it? which is wonderful yeah. Heather it's been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast today I can't thank you enough so like I've mentioned already if you want to connect with Heather I will leave her details um in the show notes it's literally um uh, Instagram Facebook um have you got a website as well or have you just got an email yes uh, website is more than just (gasps) mum.com oh you've done well getting that domain name (laughs) or more than just mum.co.uk it doesn't matter which one you go to because I've got them both (laughs) Heather thank you so much for coming on today Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so if you want to connect with Heather, make sure that you scroll down, go to the show notes there. You can also find my connections as well. If you're not already, give us a follow on Instagram. It's at Adventures Ever Geriatric Mum. And whatever platform you're listening on, if you're enjoying it, please do share these episodes. But at the same time, take time out to leave us a five-star rating or maybe some nice words because then I can always post it again on social media. Right, have a fantastic week and I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring and you and I are best friends now.